Welcome everyone to the podcast Chassidus, where we learn through the Rebbe Rashab's Chassidus page, every episode, one page, and the shorter way, and with a little bit of explanation, all in English. And um, today, we're going to have a special guest, first time on the, first time having a guest on this episode, my good friend Rabbi Schollenberg Mendelssohn of New York, and he's going to explain at the end of the episode, just how he related to this page of the that we're learning today. I'm talking about the topics of Ratzoy and Shuv and Tayu and Tikkun. So he'll be sharing his thoughts at the end of the episode. And I want to invite all my listeners who have would who would like to also share their thoughts to please contact me at rabbigelb at gmail.com and let me know. I'd love to have you on the episode also to share your thoughts. And please, um, if you can, uh, please become a monthly supporter of our of our podcast to allow it to continue and to grow. And please also rate rate us, rate the podcast, give us a good rating on the, whatever platform you're listening to. Give us uh, five stars or whatever you think, and a little comment. I hope you enjoy today's episode. And again, the end will have a nice personal thought about today's episode from Shul- Rabbi Schollenberg Mendelssohn. We're on the top of page Nun Dalid, page 54. We're just talking about there's two types of emotional excitement, even though both of them are the same the same emphasis, which is a, a Leovi Stalkless, an ascent, ascending and leaving the world, but there are two opposites. One of the emotional excitements is this um, the desire of the soul to expire from its own limitations, its own feeling of independence, to become absorbed back into its source. The whole focus of this desire is the is the rotsi, just the escaping, and <clears throat> um, and we said that's like the analogy of the candle that wants to become absorbed within the torch. So too is the avoid of the tzaddikim. They they have this intentional this intense emotional excitement to become to ascend and to go out of the limitations of the body and of the soul and to become absorbed within their source. And the main focus is the rotsi, is the escaping aspect of it. <clears throat> now at the top, especially when you're talking about the love of delights, we spoke about before that when the essence of Hashem shines into, into the person's soul, then he feels that he's close to Hashem and he feels this delight in being close to Hashem. Which this love of delight is expressed in the, in the idea of the Messias um, Nefesh, the self-sacrifice that a person goes through when he does the part of prayer, which is Nefilas Apayim, when he falls on his face, when he does the Netachnun in prayer, and he puts his head down and covers it with his arm. It says in the it says in the uh, Zayar and the Sifri, in the, oh, the Kabbalistic works that the this stage of prayer after Shemina Esrei, when a person falls down, and especially in the times of the sages, they actually would fall down and prostrate themselves. It's an expression of Mesiras Nefesh, of self-sacrifice, giving one's whole life up to God. So the level of, especially in the level of Avabatainugim, the love of delights, which is the same idea of the self-sacrifice, the, the self-sacrifice person giving up his whole life when he does the Tachnun prayer and Daving, concerning this state, it says in, it says in the Torah, and you shall cleave to him, attach yourself to him, which refers to the cleaving and the attaching of the essence of this person's soul to the essence of God. 
and it says about the in the zayir about this idea of the nefilas apayim of the tachnun prayer where a person falls at his face, prostrates himself before Hashem, gives up his life for Hashem. It says in the zayir the domi loy kiilu that when a person is <coughs> doing this prayer of the tachnun and falling on his face, I mean putting his face into his arm, and like they used to do in the time of the sages, actually prostrating themselves. Person should imagine as if he is a spotter as if he is passing away from the world. Well, Peter Ki'ilu is spotter. What does it mean? The Zera says it's as if he, as if he passes away. Meaning to say that it's 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 actually really similar to the idea of totally um, becoming uh, totally passing away from the world. The Mashkos of the Domi Lake Ilias Pater, when it says that he should imagine to himself as if he's passed away, the intention is not a type a self sacrifice in a potential state. Like the self sacrifice person giving up his life for Hashem when he says the words Hashem Echad, God is one, and he realizes that the Hashem is the only true existence, and all of existence is totally nullified to him and, and absorbed within him, and therefore he gives up his life. To that ultimate truth, so that is only so the mesiras nefesh of Hashem Echad is just in a, a a self-sacrifice in potential, the potential state. Um, it's just a it's potentially as if it was actually, when we say that, that Hashem is one. It's as if it actually happened, as, as if he's giving up his life for Hashem when he says that Hashem is only true existence, and I'm giving my life up to that existence, that truth. But um, and nevertheless, even though it's as if he's giving up his life for Hashem, his faculties of his body and his feelings and his senses are still in their original place. They're not they're not um, becoming totally eclipsed or becoming totally nullified in this moment. Even though it says if he's actually giving up his life for Hashem and all of his talents and all of his faculties all giving them up for Hashem and all becoming totally nullified out of their existence and their independence. Nevertheless, it's just as if he's having this self-sacrifice, but not in a real, true way. When he says Hashem is one, he, gives, he wants to give up his life for Hashem, he still is... He still has all of his faculties. He still is able to function as a regular person. He's not really becoming totally nullified out of his existence in a real way. But the next level, when the, he goes to the Tachrun, and he prostrates himself, it, and it says, it says, if he passed away, this is really like the self-sacrifice that happened at the binding of Isaac on the altar. That it says in the Medrash that his soul actually departed from him. Only that it, it this soul actually returned afterwards, so there was an actual departing of the soul and the binding of Yitzchak. And similar to the ascent of the souls of the great uh, righteous ones, that their souls actually ascend above and leave the body. It's as if is actually they're actually dying. But there still remains within the body a trace of vitality in order that the soul can come back to the body afterwards and return to a normal life. Um, so this is the idea of 
this same idea of this love of just wanting to escape the world. And it says, And all these different types of um, loves, of the great love where a person just wants to escape the confines of the body and the limitations and the independent feeling of the soul, his whole focus is the rotsi, the escaping, the leaving of the limitations. And especially when we're talking about this love of the lights we just said, that a person reaches when he comes to the prostrating himself after Shemini Esrei in a Tachnan prayer, attaching his essence of the soul to the essence of Hashem. That's the love of the lights where he actually is attached to Hashem and he feels that delight because he's close to Hashem. And it says that about Nizayr, about that time of the Tachnan prayer, it says if he's passed away from the world, as if here is talking about really not in the, not 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 a potential giving up his life for Hashem, like when he says Hashem is one. Um, rather, here it's actually more comparable to the binding of Yitzchak, where his soul actually departed from him, just that it came back to him. Uh, here, in the prostrating himself out in the Tachan prayer, it says if he it is really his soul is leaving him at that moment, and he's actually returning back to Hashem in a state of rotsui and escaping from the confines of the body. And the main focus in all these types of loves here, the great love, the Avarab and the Tainugim, is, is all the rotsui, is the escaping. And then there's a different type of rotsui, of desire to escape, which it's its ultimate purpose, and its ultimate uh, what the person is looking for in this escaping is really the shuv, the returning afterwards to the world. Even though a person, when he's experiencing this escape, he's totally wants to expire from his limitations of his body and his soul. But nevertheless, his whole desire for this escape is in order that there should be revelation of godliness down here in this physical world. Um, like it says in the verse, that um, about Chava, that her to her husband will be her desire, which also refers to the husband of all the Jewish souls, which is Hashem, that our natural desire, our chuka, our natural longing and pining is for our husband, Hashem, the that the desire and the longing of the of the woman is for the man, of the soul is for Hashem, who and this desire is in a state and is in a way of expiring, meaning a person wants the, the female or the soul wants it so badly that it almost expires from this great desire because it really wants to receive the <coughs> it wants to receive the shefa, the flow from Hashem and the connection. And similarly this applies not just between the husband and wife, and not just between the soul, how it is above in the spiritual realms, it always wants to connect to the male aspect to Hashem, which gives it its sustenance, but so too is in our divine service of Hashem down here. Um, that all the Jewish souls are called the the wife, the kala, or they're called the woman. That their desire for Hashem to, and desire to escape their bodies and escape their limitations is with the burning fire. A uh, passionate desire to come close to Hashem but nevertheless, it's still, <coughs> even though it wants to just, the passion to leave the body and connect to Hashem, it also wants to draw down the revelation of godliness to this world. <coughs> so, 
this is a different type of rotsa, a different type of emotional excitement, even though it's, it is still expressed by this uh, desire to leave the world, but the ultimate purpose of this desire is the return back to the world to draw down godliness into this world. And like, so what that means in our spiritual services, we're like the, the wife that has a natural desire, a passion for the husband to receive, to receive our connection to Hashem. But in the end, the desire, the desire um, leads to a, a <clears throat> real strong desire to draw down the godliness to the world, not just to leave the world. And these two different types of desires to escape Ratsi. They both exist within the world of Tikkun, which is generally categorized as a Shuv-type world, the lights of Hashem enclosed in an eternal way within the vessels and don't leave them. But the difference is that in the first type of um, desire to escape, we explained, we explained above, the Mavukash, that what the person is looking for in this desire to escape, is just the actual escaping. He wants to get out of the world. But in the second type of desire to escape, his, what the person is looking for, actually in the end, what his ultimate purpose is, to come down to this world and to bring that energy which he accomplished, that amazing passion which he got and the connection with the Shem which he got through the Ratzi, to bring it down to this world with the Shuv. <clears throat> and then the, from this example of the difference between the uh, different Ratsui desires to escape um, within the person's soul, we'll also have to be able to understand the difference between the Ratsui of Toyu, the world of Toyu of chaos, which the lights broke the vessels and didn't stay within the vessels. The Ratsui, the Tikkun, and the Ratsui, which exists within the world of Tikkun, where usually the light is within the vessels. The Ratsui, the Toyu, who becomes the Ratsui, Mamish, becomes Kiloi, Mesilak, that the escaping, the desire to escape within the world of Toyu is in a way of its Ratsui Mamish, a, just a real, true desire to escape and to totally expire from the limitations, expire from the limitations of the vessels of the spheres of Toyu and to become removed from them totally without any shu, without any returning down, back down to the becoming a clothed in internal way within the vessels. <coughs> That's how we define the Ratsui of Toyu, just a Ratsui and a kiloyin without any desire and any purpose to come back. But whereas the rotzi, the desire to escape the limitations within the world of tikkun, is categorized by the fact that a person wants to, <coughs> even within this rotzi, this desire to escape, he's looking for a deeper purpose within it, is to, to return back to the world. Because he knows, the he knows that the Hashem did not create the world for chaos, meaning just to be like Toyu, just to be escape the world and not live within the world. Rather, Hashem created the, the world Lashevis to settle the world, to bring down, to bring down revelation of godliness to this world. That the ultimate purpose and the ultimate what a person is looking for when he's experiencing this Ratsai of Tikkun is the Shuv, is the returning to the world, bringing down godliness to the world. And therefore, in all types of rotsoi, all types of desiring to escape the limitations of the world, even within this type of rotsoi, which the, what the person is looking for, is the actual rotsoi, is the escape, like in the 
love of delights. We said before, a person just wants to leave the world and expire out of limitations of his soul. Even within that Ratzay, there's still going to be an aspect of a shuv of a return. Which means that even this Ratzay, it's not going to be a um, an ultimate and just a Ratzay, just uh, ultimate intense Ratzay to leave and escape the world without coming back to this physical body. Uh, meaning he's not going to become totally expired out of his limitations of his body and his soul. And rather that he'll come back down to the world after experiencing this intense desire to come close to Hashem, he'll bring that intensity which he got and that closeness which he felt with Hashem and he'll translate that back into his everyday life and to bring that energy into his actual performance of Torah Mitzvah and his dealings in the world, bringing that awareness of Hashem within his everyday life that he experienced in the Ratzai. He had to have that Ratzai, that escaping the world in order to really get above his limitations, above his physicality, to experience a true connection with Hashem. But then, after he experiences that connection, and even while he's experiencing that connection, escaping the world, he knows that his ultimate purpose is to bring that connection back into his everyday life and permeate his everyday actions with awareness of Hashem. The Indian who, to explain this even more... It says in the, the the sages say in the Medrash that Hashem's desire in creating the whole world is that He wants to have a dwelling place in the lower realms within our physical world. He wants to have a revelation of His presence within this lowest world. The ultimate purpose of creation is that there should be a drawing down of godliness into our physical world through the fulfilling of Torah Mitzvahs. And therefore, being that that is the Hashem's ultimate purpose in creation, when a person is experienced this experiencing in self nullification as it exists within the world of Tikkun, like we said before, when a person is totally nullified to Hashem and he surrenders his ego to Hashem and doesn't allow just for his own feelings and desires to connect, to take over, rather, he is totally nullified to what Hashem wants. So in being that he knows that he, Hashem wants, he knows that Hashem wants to have a dwelling place in this physical world, that he's totally nullified to godliness. And all he wants is what, is what the supernal will is, what Hashem's will is. And the Rebbe says here, and more explicitly in actual Yiddish, when he brings out a point in a real graphic way, his avekulekite is giving himself his surrender to Hashem. Vaservil, uh, it's only all he wants is nor is only what the Hashem's will is, and what is what is not Hashem's will. He doesn't. It's totally against his whole essence of his being. So because he's so nullified and so he's given, he's surrendered his ego so to the point that he has no personal desires. All He's totally nullified to godliness. He only wants what Hashem wants. He's totally given over to what Hashem wants and anything which is against what Hashem wants it goes against his very very essence of his being. And therefore, even when he's experiencing the most intense desire to escape the confines of the world, he does. He never reaches a, a true expiration and leaving of the body, because his 
uh, his surrender of his ego, his self-nullification, and his Kabbalah Seil, his accepting upon himself the yoke of Hashem's king, kingship, meaning to do whatever Hashem wants, like a servant, accepting upon himself the yoke of his master, which is his, his innate fear and reverence and awe that he has for Hashem. So because, even if he's experiencing this intense, most intense desire to escape the world, he'll never truly leave the worlds and truly expire from the limitations of the worlds because of his great uh, self-effacement and surrender of his ego and his fear and awe for It doesn't allow him to come to a total um, a total expiration on a, a leaving of the soul from the body. Because his uh, self-notification and his feeling like a, a servant to Hashem, the king, which is the his innate fear, doesn't allow him to be a total, uh, totally expired. Because this is not the because this is not the ultimate purpose of Hashem. This is what is this is not what Hashem wants. Hashem wants that there should be a dwelling place for him in this world, and he wants us to return to the world and bring down godliness within the world. And because the person is so nullified to Hashem, his his intense his real bittel his. his surrender of his ego has brought him to such a place where it's against his very being to do anything which Hashem doesn't want. So even when he's when he's experiencing the greatest escape from the, the body, from physicality, and he's connecting and he's feeling God's presence in such an amazing way, to the extent where he could he could want to just leave the world and to experience that feeling. But he's so he's so um, permeated with the nullification to Hashem's will and being a, a servant to Hashem that he'll never be able to reach that because it's it's against Hashem's against Hashem's will to leave the world. Hashem wants us to bring down His presence down here. So therefore, it's also against the very being of this person that's holding by such a high level of bittel. So. Now he points out the Rishav that it's not something that he prepared for within himself. Now that in the time when he's experiencing this escape from the physicality of the world, all of a sudden he remembers, "Ah, oh, I have to return to the world." Because when he's experiencing this true escape from the world and the true desire to cleave to Hashem, all of his faculties and his senses totally are lost in that moment. They're lost and they're absorbed within the intense desire which he has to cleave to Hashem. It's not possible for him to remember at that moment the the idea to come back and to return. Rather, it's just an automatic thing that he comes back to this world because it's so ingrained in his soul, this self-effacement and self-nullification to Hashem, it's so ingrained in him that he'll never his soul will never allow himself to go against the very essence of its being. And he already reached the level of Bittal where he's so imbued with what Hashem's purpose is that his soul will not allow him to go against that purpose. And therefore, it's not like he's remembering in the time where he's experiencing this escape, this desire to leave the worlds. Oh, I have to come back. No, it's automatic. It's part of who he is already. We could say, when this person, which is exemplified by the world of Tikkun, who has a true bittal, a surrender of his own ego to Hashem, and this person, his desire to escape the worlds and the confines of his body and his soul actually reaches the actually reaches the essence of Hashem. 
And when he reaches through that escape and the cleaving to Hashem, when he reaches to the essence of Hashem, he actually feels the innate, the, the deep desire, the will of Hashem, which is implanted and rooted within the essence of Hashem, meaning that is what Hashem in His very essence wants, that is His truest, truest deepest desire, to have a shuv, to have a return back to the world and make the world into a dwelling place for Hashem. Meaning not only does a person, this person is so nullified to Hashem, therefore he feels he only wants what Hashem wants, and he knows that Hashem's ultimate purpose is to have a shuv back down to this world, and therefore his body, his soul will not let him expire from the the body. But also when you experience this intense, this real ratzli, this real this desire to escape, and you connect to the essence of Hashem through this through this, you know, this intense desire to cleave to Hashem, you actually connect to Hashem's essence. When you connect to that essence, then you feel the desire within that essence. What is the desire of Hashem within that essence? What is Hashem's essential desire? To have a shuv. And therefore, when you reach that, through that true ratzah, you reach a feeling of what is the ultimate purpose of the the essence of Hashem. And therefore, boom, you come back and do the shuv. Meaning to say also that the, that the desire to escape that exists within the realm of Tikkun, actually reaches to a higher place than the desire to escape of Toyu. Because when you're experiencing this desire to escape within the world of Tikkun, you actually reach all the way up to the essence of Hashem, and you feel what is Hashem's essential desire. Whereas the desire, the Ratzli, of Toyu, doesn't, which is not imbued with a true bittle and the surrender of the ego, that a person doesn't reach that high because his ego is still there and is holding him back from truly ascending and truly connecting to the essence of Hashem. Now this is the difference, the general difference between Toyu and Tikkun. That within the world of Toyu, the experience is, it is just a Ratsi desire to escape without a returning to the world. And in Tikkun, there is a including a uh, inclusion together of desire to escape and a desire to return back to the world and to fulfill Hashem's ultimate purpose, drawing down His presence to this world. In Tikkun, those exist together. Because the Shuv within the world of Tikkun comes about through the fear and the awe, the reverence and the and the self-effacement that a person has to Hashem. And therefore, within the world of Tikkun, where you have a person experiences this real bittal to Hashem, real surrender of the ego, therefore you can have this inclusion uh, coming together of the Ratzoi and the Shuv, the desire to escape and the desire to return, because a person experiences real true awe of Hashem in that world. And therefore, it's not about my what I want. Whereas in Tayyu, it's about... My, my existence, what I feel. And what I feel right now is I want to escape. I don't want to be limited by the physical confines of the body. I want to connect to the Shem's essence. That's Toyu. But in Tikkun, there is a real bitl. All the Everything in, t- in Tikkun, everything's fixed. Everything works together. And you can only work together when you're experiencing a true um, bitl, letting go of your ego. When you can roof, leave room for somebody else. Another view. So... Therefore, in the world of Tikkun, where there exists, exists this idea of bittel in a true way, you can have the shuv also, because the bittel actually leads to that shuv, the desire to go back. The you feel the ultimate purpose of Hashem when you're nullified to Him to come back down to this world and to make his, this world to a dwelling place. So Toyu is only rotzei without shuv, and Tikkun is rotzei and shuv together, and even the rotzei is imbued with a shuv. And now we can understand the story in Rachis. It says that the four 
uh, big rabbis that went into the Pardes. Pardes means, they're going to say in a second, the secrets of the Torah. They ascended to the highest levels of godliness. <coughs> the very essence of Hashem. <coughs> ben Azai hates it to mace. And one rabbi, Ben Azai, he looked in, he peered into this, you know, these deeper secrets of the Torah and died. His soul expired from his body. Rabbi Akiva, but Rabbi Akiva, it says, and all the other th- um, two rabbis also experienced things which were similar to this dying. And one of the rabbis went crazy, and one of them went off the, the path of Torah and mitzvahs. It was too much for them to handle. Rabbi Akiva, it says, very specific wording that the sages choose here. It says, he went into this to the Pardes in peace, and he left in peace. The Indian The idea of the Pardes doesn't mean they went into the Pardes, the the the, vin, the fields. You know uh, what does that mean? It means the Pnimia Satera, the inner secrets of the Torah, which speaks about the the secrets of the uh, the supernal chariot that uh, Yechezkel saw in his vision with all the different angels carrying the chariot with different faces of the animals. So it's, they looked into the deeper secrets of the Torah, understanding these ideas, which is termed called the Pardes, um, the field. And, and above in godliness, going into the Pardes means going into the deepest core essence of Hashem and getting in touch with the essence of godliness. Ben Azai, now we're on the next page, Ben Azai, the rabbi who he looked in, and he peered in, and he died. Being that his general theme was in a way of rotsay, of escaping the physical confines of the world and physicality, and that's what we see that even his learning of Torah was in a way of escaping the world. Like it says that in the Gemara about his learning that a fire was flaming around him when he was learning, which is an expression of this idea of leaving. The fire goes up. It wants to, like we said before about the, the small flame becoming absorbed within the torch. So when he was learning Torah, it was also in a way of just leaving the world, even though usually learning Torah is being down within this world, drawing Hashem's presence down within my mind, within my physical mind. But being that his general theme that he lived by was in a way of rotsoi, and escaping the physical world, and hates it Therefore, when he experienced this experience of connecting to the essence of Hashem and seeing the deepest secrets of the Torah, he looked in and it was too much for him because he always wanted to escape the world and he died. His soul left him, expired from him. He reached an, a, a total expiration of the soul. Which his general theme of his service of Hashem was in a way of Tikkun of Ratzay and Shuv together, therefore it says, He went in in peace, which here in peace between his body and his soul, because that was his general outlook in life. That to do, you know, that was the bittel, he had the true bittel self effacement, and he knew what Hashem's purpose was, and therefore he went in with the intention that it should all be for the sake of Hashem and for to, to fulfill Hashem's will. Therefore he went in with peace between his body and his soul. And he left in peace between the body and the soul. Whereas Ben Azai, there was no peace between the body and the soul. There was no coming together. The soul left the body. That's the idea of peace, bringing together of two opposites, two people arguing, arguing, you make peace between them, they come and bring them together. So peace is the bringing together of the Ratzai of the, and the Shuv, the desire to escape with the um, ultimate purpose of returning down to the world. Abikiva was able to have that because his general theme in life was a, in a way of tikkun, which has the Ratzai and Shuv together. I'm stopping at the top of page, and then, hey, three lines from the top. And now I'd like to introduce my good friend, Rabbi Shalom Bear Mendelssohn, 
with his own personal thoughts on today's episode, page Nundalid of Tafresh Sameches, how he took this page to heart and what he learned from it. A short thought. In this discussion of Rasul Ashub, becomes expressed some really unique ideas that I personally have not seen really hashed out this way in other places in Chassidus. This distinction between cleaving to God in a way where I start to see things God's way, being the ultimate state, me actually coming to terms with how God sees where I am and coming to terms with that as opposed to just running towards God and leaving where I am behind. Ratzai, without Shuv, is me saying, the reality that I'm in does not suffice, it's not something where I want to be. And obviously better than running from the situation and ignoring God, running to God. And you see people who do that, their situation is one where it warrants them reaching out to God and realizing that a spiritual place is a place of solace, it's a place of refuge from uh, whatever particular challenges or whatever particular life experiences that they're going through. That would be a ratzai, pure ratzai, getting out of self, reaching higher. That's obviously a lot better than not reaching out to God and trying to go it alone. No ratzai, no shuv, not being at peace, not being accepting, not really looking to see how I can be a messenger of God's will where I am, but rather fighting and fighting and fighting. That's obviously not the ideal. So ratzai is a certain is a certain uh, liberation for many people to reach out to God especially in davening and in learning and to touch the divine and for a moment forget everything else but there's still a certain degree of separation there because ultimately God is the one Hashem is the one who orchestrated where I am right now what is going on right now to come to that state where I have become united with God's will, with the Eivishter's Ratzin, that my Ratzai has achieved. Me seeing where I am through the Eivishter's eyes means that I now come to an acceptance and a peace and a new focused mission, a Shuv, born of that Ratzai, where here I am back with my eyes open, the safer closed, out in the world, It's not a rutzay that dissipates when I walk out, but it's a rutzay that translates into a shuv that now I accept and I embrace the reality that I'm in, Meshavis Yitzara, to see how I can bring the Abishter's touch, the Ratza and Haboyere, into wherever and whomever and whatever I encounter. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chsidis. This is Levi Gelb. And 
If anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Teirer Lukute Teirer almost every week. And there you'll also find an archive for all our other or older Mimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.